Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, hey there once again. Welcome back to Drummer Daily. I'm so glad you could join me. Um, I um, I, I don't know if my voice... I feel like maybe it sounds a little deeper today. Um, I, I uh, am in the middle of... A couple of days ago, as I'm recording this, I um, did the first of two of my... Uh, the free class that I do about how to become a pro drummer. Um, I did the first one of those two classes uh, a couple of days ago, and I'm, I'm doing the other one tonight... Um, and, uh, I forget how taxing, um, you know, uh, talking for over two hours is. And so I, uh, so I'm, my voice is in recovery mode right now. I'm getting ready to do this again here in not too long. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, if you're interested in that class, by the way, um, I don't do it a lot, uh, I, uh, uh but you can always go to... DanielHadaway.com slash class. And uh, if I am doing a class upcoming, um, it will be listed there. Um, or I guess maybe if you go to that page and it, it says something else like, oh, we're not, you know, we're not doing it right now or whatever, um, that, that will be um, what you'll see. Uh, but anyway, I just wrapped up uh, this morning, early this morning, um, sending over some tracks uh, to a songwriter, to an artist, um, uh, some drum tracks that I did uh, as part of a remote recording session. And I thought it'd be a good time uh, today to uh, to talk about uh, kind of how I go about doing that. I'm going to take a break. I, I've got uh, tons of your questions lined up to continue on with this podcast. But for today, I thought I'd kind of talk about this, especially because when I taught uh, when I taught the class a couple days ago, I got a lot of questions about remote recording, how it works, how much I charge, um, how, you know, kind of the process. And so I thought I'd tell you a little bit about that. Um, so I'm just going to walk you through um, kind of the process I followed this last this last session that I did. Um, I've actually done a few very, very recently. It seems like they've the, the, the pace has picked up a little bit, the number of people I get uh, contacting me about those. Um, but uh, I'm just going to walk you through this last one that I did and kind of give you my thoughts about certain pieces of why I do what I did um, in this scenario. Um, so guy contacted me, I think it was an email. He said, hey, do you do remote recording? I like some of your Instagram videos. Um, and again, this is what's cool about this. This is all stuff that I teach about how to do. Um, if you listen to this podcast very much, you'll, you'll know this is all stuff that I, that I, that I practice what I preach. Um, but, uh, he's like, Hey, you know, do you do remote recording sessions? 
Um, I really like the sound of what you do on Instagram, some of the stuff. It's like, yeah, I do. It's like, great. Well, I've got this song. Here's, uh, here's a link to my website so you can kind of check, check it out and see what it is. And I always like to do that because, um, honestly, uh, I don't want to play on anything that I'm not proud of. And, uh, I don't want, I don't want to play on something that, uh, once it goes out of my control, um, I don't want to be, I don't want my, I don't want to have my name attached with something that, um, I, I don't like, you know, at the end of the day, the end of my life, but there will be a body of work that I've contributed to and, um, it'll be kind of a legacy and I want to make sure that everything that I've played on is something that I'm proud of. Um, that's probably not true back when I was younger, but nowadays I'm making sure that I'm proud of what I play on. And so, um, listen to this guy's stuff and he definitely is an awesome songwriter and the music's cool. I uh, like the vibe of it. So I was like, yeah, love to do it. Um, and then he's like, well, how much does it cost? And I told him how much it costs. And he said, that's great. And I'm going to tell you, so like what I do is I charge just per song. Um, and it's a lot less than what, uh, I would charge if I was going to a studio and actually sitting, you know, going in person to a, uh, you know, studio driving and setting up drums and everything. And that's because I have a studio permanently set up, uh, here at my house. And so, uh, you know, I don't have to get in a car and drive, uh, you know, 30 minutes or however long it is, you know, each way. I don't have to set everything up. I'm not sitting around all day waiting for engineers to get mics and stuff. I've got everything set up in a way that I, um, I know works really well. So um, he's like, of course, most songwriters uh, like that because it's, it's less expensive for them. But also it means I can do more work and, and make more money, but also do just as good of a job as what I would do as if I was at a studio. Um, and so anyway, he said, yeah, that sounds good. He's like, well, do I need to pay you? I'm like, well, and this is a, how I do it. I like to, um, work on the parts, uh, you know, especially with someone new who doesn't know me. Um, they're asking for me for something. I'm not going to swindle them out of money and they don't know that though. So they, uh, I, what I do is I say, Hey, um, I am going to, uh, record the tracks and I'll send you out a bounce, which just means I'll send you, uh, you know, the song with the drums on it just so you can hear what the parts are I'm playing. Um, and that will be your reference. So, you you know, just like if you were in a studio, the, the artist might say, uh, you know, can you change up that, that pattern on the second verse or can we do this or that? Um, that kind of thing. So, um, so I don't ask for any payment up front. I just say, hey, we're going to go back and forth and we're going to get, get the song where you're happy with it. And then once you're happy with it and you say, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm done. That's, that's it. That's the part. We're good. What you sent me sounds good. Then I will, uh, get, I'll, I'll request payment then. And then what happens is basically I don't provide the final drum tracks. So all the individual tracks until, um, I get paid. And so that protects everybody because, uh, the artist knows that I've recorded the song. I've done the work that he's paying for. He's, he's, and I have the product. Um, delivery of uh, of the tracks is the easy part for me. So it's not like he has to wait for me to do a bunch of stuff. Um, but so it kind of protects everybody because, um, you know, uh, he can't really use the mix that I sent him because it's not professionally mixed. It doesn't necessarily sound mixed and sound done. Um so he can't really, you know, he can't run off with just that. Um, and so I'm not going to lose out on my time. But he also, um, you know, I'm not going to get paid until I send him the tracks. So it kind of works for everybody. So that's how I've set it up. Um, and what I also do, and this is something, this is why I, I um, you know, I harp so much on learning how to mix drums better. 
this uh, this guy is in Nashville, and he's he's got an ear for mixing and stuff. The tracks he sent me sounded really good, um, and so this probably wouldn't be an issue with him as much. But what I always do when I send an artist or even a producer, depending on who they are or where they are, when I send them uh, my kind of reference mix, the mix for them to listen and tell me if they like the parts I played or not, I do mix the drums. I put the compress- compression and the EQ and you know channel strip emulation, all that stuff. I do all of it um, because some artists have never heard raw drum tracks unfinished they've only ever heard the final product or they've uh, you know they don't they don't know how good it can sound and also a lot of times what i play the parts that i choose to play um i have a vision for what the final sound is going to be after it's mixed what i think it can be and um most of the time, I have a good, clear picture of that when I'm playing, and so I say, I think it's gonna, you know, it's gonna have this big, fat snare drum sound with a really long reverb. And if I know that, then I know that I'm not going to fill in a bunch of ghost notes and a bunch of extra stuff that's gonna muddy up the sound. If I know I'm gonna have a long sustain on the snare sound, whether that's some some loose snare wires or reverb or both, um, if I know that if I know those pieces are gonna be there at the end, I play differently at the beginning. Uh, also. Uh, so, so uh, I want to make sure that I present to the artist or the producer uh, a clear picture of what this really can sound like once they, if they choose to have it professionally mixed by somebody else, what it can end up sounding like. Also, it's a way for me to provide value because once I've mixed the tracks, um, it's really easy just to bounce out the individual tracks that way um, to the artist and then take all the, all the plugins off and send them the raw files again. Um, and so it's really easy to do both and that's just a way of adding value and you can earn a little more. You can show that you're worth it, worth a little more. Um, your drumming is worth a little more if you do stuff like that. Um, but also sometimes I don't know if, uh, what I played earlier in my session, I don't know if it's actually going to turn out and, and translate the way I hoped in the mix. And so I, in, in my process of mixing myself actually will let me know, Oh, you know what, man? Like that, that, uh, that hi hat pattern didn't really turn out and didn't blend well with the acoustic guitar um, as well as I thought it would. I need to go back and re-record it because this isn't going to work um, after it's mixed. Um, so I can do that when I know what I'm doing with mixing. Um, so I like to do that. So anyway, I, I, I did all that, um, and uh, you know. So I played the parts I thought. In this situation, he wasn't sure if he wanted sticks or brushes, so I played uh, both. I played I played some takes with sticks, played some with brushes. Uh, he thought maybe he wanted brushes, but he thought maybe sticks would work. I thought sticks would definitely work, but maybe brushes would work. So I did both, um, and I sent the stick version to him first, um, and he was like, yeah, I'd really like to hear that with brushes. So thankfully for me, I'd already recorded uh, some with brushes, so I put together... Um, put together uh, a mix with the brushes that I did, um, sent that to him, and he loved it. Um, and we, we went from there. Um, now, the other thing that's that's uh, that's a consideration you've got to make, um, or at least I have to make with this whole thing, is this: um, the the plus of having my studio, you know, my own stuff is um, I don't have to convince anybody that the snare should be tuned this way. 
or the the mics should be placed that way or whatever. Um, you know, if you're in a collaborative environment, uh, meaning, you know, in a studio where there's an engineer, maybe even an assistant engineer and an engineer and a producer and an artist, everyone's got an opinion about where the mic should be, where the, where the you know, all that stuff. And that's, that's wonderful. But sometimes if you want to be efficient and especially, I mean, I'm not tuning my own horn, but I know, I know what the drum sound is going to end up sounding like from my gear when I do certain things with it. Um, and so it's really refreshing to be able to sometimes, uh, you know, know that if I, I do choose to put the Tom mic right here, or I put the overheads in this spot that I know that the end result is actually going to, going to be something really good. And I don't have to convince anybody of that. I can just do it and then, then find, find out later that I'm wrong, actually. No, uh, I can just do it and it, it turns out because I knew it was going to turn out. Um, now, the downside of having like your own home studio is this, or doing remote sessions in your own home studio is this. Um, I set the mics, set the room mic in a certain spot, did all these things, um, tuned the snare a certain way um, for this session. And if he says, man, the whole song that you just sent me sounds great, except for the bridge, we need to change up the bridge. Well, I've got to be able to go back up to my studio and re-record. Well, in the best case scenario, I'd love to be able to just re-record that bridge, uh, you know, comp it together with what I've already got uh, in the other parts of the song. So I don't re-record the whole song because then I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, carbon copy what I've already played in the rest of the song that he likes. Um, Because what if I get it a little wrong or something that feels not quite exactly the same from day to day? Um, you know, I don't want to have to re-record that stuff, not only because I'm lazy, but also because um, it's not going to be exactly the same. So with that in mind, I have to, until I get the final seal of approval from this artist for this track, um, I have to either make meticulous notes of everything that I've done, which I have done that before, mic placement, measuring with the tape measure, um, you know, which might be overkill. Um, uh, but also I use a tune bot to measure where I had my snare tuned, for example, and my toms tuned, all that stuff, just to make sure I get it back the way it was. Um, otherwise, everything gets moved. And uh, so I've had to do that. I've had to move things before um, when I've had multiple sessions really quick, close, really closely together. Um, but in this situation, I didn't have anything that came up after it. So I just left everything set the way it was. Um, which can be a downside if you really are itching to get up there and, you know, uh, play some, some speed punk, but you got your snare tuned down with a, you know, really low. You also don't want to, you know, have anything stretch out and detune in the process. I know it's a little OCD probably, but that's the way I make it work. So anyway, that's kind of the last step is just, that's a couple of considerations. Um, but I, I bounced everything out and put them into some zip files, emailed them to him and he was happy. He paid me, um, or he paid me. Then I sent them the files. Either way, I'm really proud of it, um, and he now has drums that are completely mixed, so if he wants to use that, there's value in that for him, or if he wants to just take the raw tracks and then have them remixed by a professional mix engineer, uh, he can do that as well. Um, but that's kind of my process, and I, I would love for you to steal as much of my process as you can, because I want you to be successful, and if you have a vision for uh, being a remote recording drummer like you want to do that, uh, I would encourage you to, to pursue that and see how, where you get um, learning to use your own gear is way more important than having the best gear. Um, so uh, learn to use what you've got first. 
Um, the other thing that's fun about being a remote session drummer is it really does not matter where you are. I know like there's like this fun like, you know, kind of like, oh, the future is here type mentality of like everyone saying that, but it's actually true. This guy actually lived uh, in uh, Nashville, um, but uh, doesn't know that I lived in Nashville. So um, you can uh, you can do this uh, wherever you are. So try that out, have fun, and uh, pursue being a session drummer if you want to do it. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are. Um, and we'll talk again really soon. Bye for now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.